Welcome to our podcast, Go Ahead Mama. I'm Danielle. And I'm Kate. And we're exploring the weirdness and awesomeness of motherhood, one story at a time. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Go Ahead Mama. Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Go Ahead Mama. It's Danielle and my lovely co-host, Kate. (laughs) Oh, so Kate. We are talking about the serious topic today of maternity leave. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Who couldn't be excited about being in the U.S. and talking about (laughs) maternity leave? I'm I'm actually pretty nervous because (laughs) it's so freaking messed up. Like I don't even know how to not start there. Um, But maybe we should start with the facts before I get out my extra large soapbox. Um... So, since I'm not the one living in the U.S. right now, can you please explain to me what's going on there as far as maternity leave? So, in the U.S., the federal government guarantees everybody, every every woman, um, 12 weeks of unpaid maternity leave. So, you can leave your job, you can stay away for 12 weeks, and when you come back, you are legally protected and that you still have a job, which is awesome. Congrats. Federal government. Good for, yes. Low clap from Danielle. Um, what this means in practice is that you have no, uh, as a woman in the U.S., no guaranteed paid maternity leave. Um, and we on the our Facebook page have put up an article that shows what that means, which is that most women, like one in four women, takes two weeks or less of maternity leave because if you don't have an income, like... Knowing that your job is still there is nice, but babies are freaking expensive and life is expensive. Um, So in essence, there's really no meaningful leave for women in the U.S. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. This is just, it's just disappointing. Okay, so. It's a bummer. There are so many issues here, Kate, just because even when, yeah, go ahead. Danielle, I'm exhausted. (laughs) This is very quick. Uh, Why don't you tell us about maternity leave in the UK? Just, just like a. Oh, I wonder how the UK does it. Hmm, this would be an interesting, interesting comparison. You mean the other country that is supposed to be of equal standards? And I mean, it's it's just madness because being here. I'm I'm dealing with women every day that have up to a year of maternity leave, and then um approximately seventy five percent of seventy five percent of it will lead to some form of income. So granted, it's a scale over the course of the year, leading starting at a hundred percent and leading to zero, but you have a year. And I mean, I know, I know women here that are, you know, complaining about the other issues that come along with that. They are guaranteed the job, but, you know, the struggle of just going back to work is difficult. But there's a year. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I, you're going to have to help me through this, Kate, because I, I, I almost feel like, 
why do we even need to discuss the issues here? (laughs) 12 weeks unpaid, a year of sliding scale of payment. I mean, and you can go back to work beforehand, right? Like there are women that choose to go back to work earlier, but not two weeks after childbirth, they're going back eight months later, you know? And even then they're like, oh, I miss my baby. And I'm like, I feel bad for you, but my country doesn't get it. Like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can just talk about our experiences with maternity leave. (laughs) So I'm in the U.S. Awesome. I am very lucky that I'm an attorney. I have a competitive job and I have and was with a, a great law firm that has uh, like for the US again incredibly progressive leave policies and I got 4 months. And it was awesome. Like that was perfect for me. I think if I'd stayed stayed out any longer, I would have gotten a little little stir crazy. I got to, you know, spend time with my kid, just really, really dive deep into the insanity of sleep deprivation and like recover (laughs) and go back and know that like my coworkers would be excited to have me back. Like that, that it's assumed that we're all going to take this four months and then we're going to come back. Paternity leave is a different thing, but we can talk about that on a different day. Um, So I can't imagine, like, I don't know. Like, I cannot imagine going back to work after two weeks. Like, even friends who've gone back to work after six weeks or even 12 weeks, like, that seems like madness to me. Like, oh, man. Like, just, just figuring out how breastfeeding works. Or, or like trying to, to stay awake for (laughs) more than two hours at a time, like for, for eight hours at a time, awakeness is madness. It's madness. Okay. So there is, I I really thought I had gotten over the emotional part of this conversation. Clearly I'm not doing too well, but it's the. It's like straight disrespect. Like, it's like, hey, people that continue the entire human race, no one gives a shit that you are going to be sleep deprived or emotionally, just emotionally exhausted in so many ways in that there's this new person that is carrying your heart essentially everywhere they go. Um, And then all of a sudden you're supposed to be back and functioning because you have to survive for your family. And I think the, the, the thing that we try to be honest about is that we are yuppies, you know, like we live this young urban professional lifestyle and we've got partners and we've got income that can support that. But like you and I both know, especially me, I'm coming from a background where that was not real life. Like my, my mother had to figure out ways to make sure that we were getting food and making sure we're cared. Clearly we're not you know, refugees that are struggling to get into countries. Our life was not that bad. But the reality is that you had to figure out how to put the paycheck to paycheck to cover the bills. Yeah. And I mean, my mom went back to work after six weeks and I've asked her how she did it. And she's like, memory wiped, like just darkness, have no clue how that functionally happened. Sorry, no information there. (laughs) Well, because it is. 
I mean, okay, maybe I'm being, well, those who are listening to us and those that know me, I can be a little dramatic, but it is a type of traumatic experience that you are throwing women into. You're saying, give your small baby that you have just taken out of your body for nine months to a complete stranger, or if you're lucky, a family member to care for them while you go work 40 hours a week. Yeah, and even aside from like, even aside from caring your kid for your baby and feeling attached to your baby, like I had a friend who, before I had kids, had twins, and I was like, "You're out in the world. You had kids. You had twins four weeks ago, and and you are here with us, like at the bar for an hour." And she was like, "Yeah, it is really intense. I'm glad I'm here with people." It basically is like being in a car wreck. Like, your whole body is just in a car wreck. And you put it back together, but it never drives quite the same way. You know? Like, everything in your whole body completely resets. You know? Like, your joints don't function the same way. Like, we won't even talk about, like, your midsection (laughs) after you give birth. We won't even talk about, like... Oh, the horrible things, Mm -hmm. the horrible things that come out of you after you give birth. Like the idea that child aside, like you as a human should be going back into the like regular nine to five workforce so quickly after or physically are capable of that. Is it just like fundamentally the opposite of taking care of yourself as a human? To any degree. I just honestly, Kate, I don't, and again, you know, we try to give the perspective of our different um, continents right now, but as an American citizen, I don't really understand how this has been okay for so long. And the only reason I ask that question now, and maybe this is part of the problem, is because I am a mother. I now have a child. I now understand what that looks like and how much work it is. But there are women, just like your mom, just like my mom, that are picking up and going to work just because because they have to, because they have no government support to allow them to connect and provide emotionally for their child or, or for themselves, right? Like even taking away the, the fact that they are a caregiver, you have to care for yourself. I mean, I had a C-section. I don't understand how... After that major of a surgery, I am I have no type of government support to get myself back whole again because I wasn't whole after 12 weeks. Yeah. I mean, I'm if I'm not I mean, I'm forgetting some of it, but I'm pretty sure they didn't allow me to drive for that long. Yeah. Yeah. I that I think that's like a fundamental problem is the people who make the determination here, like the our government representatives have not been in that position. See, so Kay, I challenge you on this, right? Because I've been thinking about this. There may not be a... Well, first, yes, we can say that men have not been through it and therefore they may not understand, right? Right. Because most of our government officials are male that this is why it's leaned this way. But first of all, I reject that notion because these men are... Most of them are fathers. Most of them are, all of them are sons. Right. Brothers of women. I don't understand how you see the people around you and just not give a shit. And then on the second point, 
there are women that represent these in this way. This is the problem is there's a mindset of like, oh, well, if it's really important, employers will provide it. Like we shouldn't put this on employers to, you know, to force them to do this because, you know, because we're deciding what's better for women, which is like just wrong on a whole level. And we don't need to get into all of our political views. Mm -hmm. But I think part of the problem is like, if you've never been in a job or if you just are not in an economic place where you know women who haven't been able to take like a good chunk of time after giving birth or who aren't stay at home moms or who aren't in, you know, who aren't in this large chunk of American society where women have no control over the amount of time they have, you know, are able to take after giving birth. It's really hard to get a visceral idea of just how fucking impossible that should be. Like, it should be impossible. It's not good for kids. It's not good for moms. Like, it's terrible for everybody. So that brings us to one of the posts that one of our great listeners um, had on our Facebook page. And it was from Sean, who was essentially saying that she went back to work after three months and that it essentially wasn't enough time for her. And even with going back to work, the budget was so tight for them that she ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom, which she enjoyed, but it was just kind of like that feeling of you're rushed in and then it's still not enough and then you're rushed out. Um, yeah, I just thought that that was really, you know, telling of the, the continued struggle that women are going through um, on, a, on a regular basis. Yeah, just the, the total lack of control over the situation from the one person, for the one person who can actually gauge it. Like, the only person who knows when a woman should go back to work after giving birth is that woman. Like, fundamentally, there's not a single rule that's going to work for everyone. Like, four months was just about the right time for me. Like, that worked out really well. I wouldn't want to take more. I started working a little earlier because that worked out for me and that was really nice. Um, but that doesn't... Like, the, a single rule for the minimum or the maximum doesn't make any sense. Like, labor is so different for different women. Like, early child, like, you know, infancy is so different for different women. Like, my, my son was a total champ about eating, which was great. I know lots of babies who aren't, and breastfeeding is really hard. You know, we can talk about that. Um my kiddo did not go for more than like two hours without eating for his first six months, which is really freaking rough. Um, and you know, I know other kids who slept through the night at, at six weeks. So just trying to establish like a low bar that all women have to hit is just, again, complete insanity. Here's the other thing we wrote though, Kate, because you know, what you were mentioning before was that government officials are shifting the responsibility onto the employer, right? And giving them more space to decide what that bar should be for their own company. But then you have things like, for example, Netflix that has now opened up the window of basically unlimited leave, right? 
And how the response I thought was interesting is that while on initial, you know, announcement, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You start to get feedback from people on our page. You were noting this on your page, like, you know, just noting that there are subtleties that go along with that. So can you, can you give, me, give us a little bit more insight on some of those subtleties that you think are being overlooked when you talk about companies taking over the decision or even making grandiose ideas of unlimited leave? Yeah, that's a really good point, which is like, there's all this attention on companies giving increased leave time. And I think there are two things we have to keep in mind here, which is one, like, it's, it's, it should be for all women. Like, this shouldn't be a perk, like free snacks or, you know, yoga classes at the gym that is used to attract really, like, com- you know, high, highly desirable high income employees. Like if anything, they need the least protection. The fact that it's like, oh good, you know, uh, like Netflix is offering uh, leave to its employees or Amazon is offering X leave to its employees. Um, One, you know, that's not covering the majority of women who don't work for companies like this. Two, that's not covering the women who work in warehouses for these companies, not covering the women necessarily who even work, you know, on the grounds next to the attorneys and the engineers who are getting the sleeve. Like women who work in the same building, do different jobs, don't get the same protection. Um, That is a crock of shit that is just like eminently stinky. Um, and the other, the other part is that it's not just like getting, getting the amount of leave set doesn't automatically fix the culture. Like if you feel like you can't take the leave, having even paid leave doesn't help you. Yeah. So since like, you know, this was, this was true less so at my old firm than at the vast majority of places where I've had talked to friends working. Um, but it was still true where we got four months of maternity leave, but men got four weeks of paternity leave. And it just sent the message that like, you know, mothers, you should take some time off. We're going to take it easy on you. You don't need to compete. Fathers, you should be back. What are you doing at home? You're just taking naps. Um, And what ended up happening is that a lot of men took even less, like took two weeks, took one week. That's crazy. Like your your partner, your wife, whoever just bore that child, like you're throwing away two weeks of paid leave because like two free weeks, free weeks, free money. This is what blows my mind. They threw away free money because that's how strong the culture was saying like, this isn't important. Like that's how strong the message is that like what you're doing right now is not, not valuable. It's not valuable work. It's not valuable to us. Um, And so when you have a situation like, uh, you know, like with Netflix where there's infinite maternity leave, parental leave, like, I'm glad they went the extra step of making it parental and across the board, not just different for men and women. That's an awesome first step. I'm glad they brought it up to a year. That's an awesome second step. The third step is like, 
coming back with numbers and talking about who's actually like how much leave are people actually taking because yeah yeah if if you have a year and you know the only people taking it are lower level employees who are not executives or who are not like on a clear path up the ladder then it's pretty meaningless because even lower level employees who have any ambition at all will stop taking it yeah like we'll less because there's not you know at least if you have four months and people regularly take it like there's a baseline rather than like I don't know how much I'm supposed to take I guess I'll just like come back as soon as I feel like I possibly can which is like a shitty way to live when you've just had a baby and your hormones are crazy and you're like bombarded with advice from every idiot you've ever met on what you should be doing and you're just feeling overwhelmed like that's not when you should be deciding like I I guess I can come back after two months like I guess I feel okay and then you get back and you're like I feel like I got hit by a truck the other there are two more points that I'd like us to could just talk about um before we wrap up was one is this paternity leave and kind of like the conversations that I've had when I reposted our, our that we were talking about this I had a couple of comments on my page that were essentially saying well, don't forget about the dads. And I just want to make sure I make a disclaimer saying that we're not forgetting about the dads. We totally think that, I, and I will speak for myself on this one. I'm sure Kate can re- resonate, but I needed my partner. No dads, end to dads. Yeah. Secondly, anti-dad. No, of course we love dads. We both have awesome, awesome husbands slash co-parents slash um, dads of our kids. Like that, that is 100%. And we're both really lucky there. Yeah. And if you have one, they make it easy. They, it, it helps, right? It does. But there are, we just want to respect that the maternal experience is a unique one. And just there's not a lot of conversation. I mean, there needs to be more conversation on both. But yay, dads, not, not excluding you, but yeah. Yeah, I think, and, you know, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I think for this conversation, the important thing about dads is just that, like, parenting and leave needs to be valued for men and women, or it's never going to be fully valued. Like, that's the sad, sad thing. Separate but equal does not work. Like, maternity leave without paternity leave is always going to make women less competitive in the workplace and make this make you know make having a child and being a mother a disability rather than like a life you know just a life event that a lot of people choose and the other thing that came up in the conversations that we were having online was this idea that um well Anna mentioned that she was looking for part-time work around 10 weeks and I think the reason why I wanted to say good effort for talking to us about that and it's the same thing that you were saying Kate is like also not giving yourself um if you do want to go to work just making sure that you're doing it not because the culture is forcing you to but because that's what you want to do and I know we spend a lot of time talking about working but maternity leave is something that's you know really important it determines how much time you spend with your child um without even you making a decision about it you know so you it's just about getting some more control around the decision of when you decide to go back to what it is you're passionate about or what you need to do to pay the bills. Yeah, I loved Anna's comment, actually. And I thought that was a really good point that, like, treating 
leave as a, you know, as a light switch where you're either home or you're at work is I think pretty damaging to women and really tough because I, you know, I, I know you, Danielle, you've been able to work from home and to work on your projects while, while home with your, your kiddo. Um, and for me, I started back on a couple projects at work, doing some writing and, and doing some research while I was still at home. And that was so important, like being able to interact with your coworkers again or interact with other adults at all, or basically anybody who doesn't just scream at you and then like grab his pants is like very valuable before you get plunged back into an eight hour a day experience. Like the transition's so, so hard. And so having that be part of the dialogue seems really important as well. Like the flexibility of part-time and work from home and just making sure employers realize like you will have, you will get better work out of your employees if you let them come back on their own terms. Now, Kate, let me ask you this question. Did you have something called like keeping in touch days? Because they have that here um, in the UK where as you get closer to your return date, you come in like one day a week. And then most of the women that I know are not back full time. They've gone back part time. So just curious, you know, what, how are they slowly adjusting women back into the workforce? So I, I don't know much about that. I found at least at, at my, my last job and my current job, there's a strong push for, for, you know, when you're on leave, stay on leave. Like, don't, don't send us emails. Don't talk to us. Like you should not be doing work. You should be enjoying that time. And I have really mixed emotions about it because I did feel that, um, you know, that when I was able to communicate to my last boss, like that, I really wanted, you know, like I'm getting a little nuts. Like, I really love this kid, but you're good at sentences and thoughts. And I would like to interact with you a little more (laughs) before I come back. Um, Like, that kept me from going totally nuts. Uh, And and I just, like, I can't imagine diving back in 100%. I do think, however, there's an assumption, you know, there's an assumption that, like, you should be able to do that, which is weird. And I don't know, you know, if I have another child at this current job, I'm going to try and do the same thing. I don't know if it's going to be welcome. So, so yeah, so clearly, like, there are just so many things that you can, you can think about that are hard in this, in this transition period that I think are, you know, just being overlooked you know we've talked about it about the breastfeeding and managing your day and not to mention the hormones you know so it's really starting to think about what can be done because honestly I feel like this is just unacceptable and clearly Kate and I are on the same page on this it's just so unacceptable to think that 12 weeks unpaid leave is reasonable so let's talk about some of these things then like I mean I don't know about you Kate but I think when someone asks you how you're feeling, I say, don't bullshit with them. Yeah. Be like, it is 
hard. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, because that's, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about with why is this the case? Like, why does anybody think that it's acceptable for um, for this to be the, like, for this lack of protection of American women, like this lack of support? And, you know, I'd like to think that if we're, if we don't try to be super women, like, you're going to, you know, obviously you have to roll with the punches in your situation and you're going to make it look easy because you're a fucking badass. But when somebody asks you or when it comes up in conversation, like, try, try to just be honest with people to the best of your ability. Like, if you haven't slept in two days, be like, yeah, you know, I'm functioning at this amazing level, not because this is easy, but because I am incredible. Imagine how much more incredible I would be if you allowed me to be a, like a human and taking care of myself to like the the smallest level that like should be allowed me. I mean, even on top of that, like just the fact that postpartum is real. Like I uh, I knew it was real before, but then when you kind of experience the and I'm I'm not I, I don't know. Like we we'll probably need to talk about that separately, but it's just like. The feelings and the roller coaster of emotions that you experience and that I experienced well past three months after um, having my little girl, you're experiencing that on top of dealing with other people that may be pissing you off if you're back at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, giving yourself the space to be honest, even if you don't want to share that with that part with others, if there's any stigma around there, there shouldn't be. I feel like if you're experiencing things like that, you should talk about it. If you want to talk about it with people that are important to you first, I think that's a good decision, but you need to just not feel like you're doing anything wrong. Like those emotions are to some extent out of your control, you know? Um, And I feel like women always attach emotion with weakness and that's not the case. I think the way you said it, Kate, of being a badass, because that's what these women are. The ones that are going back to work after you know, two weeks of childbirth, they are epic um, and better than me. <laughs> so um, if I think if we can just remember that and keep talking to people, if you're a higher up and you felt these things and you felt like you needed to push them aside, like you are a powerful voice and it's getting people to continue to talk about it is the only way that we're actually going to make any difference. So listen, I'll get off my soapbox. It's the extra large one today. I don't bring it out very often, but I just feel like we needed to kind of make sure that people feel like they're normal because they are. Yeah. 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 And supporting other moms, you know, like if you are a mom who's been back for a while and you see one of your coworkers who, you know, is back in record time and it's hard to tell how she's feeling you know, you can ask and you can try to be conscious of where, where she is. Even if you didn't get more time, you know, even if that's the status quo, being supportive of other women is always a good look. Well, listen, I feel like we have like, there's so much more that we could say, but we, we try to keep this to quick bites that you can listen to while doing all the other things that you're doing in your day. Um, But yeah, if you've got other stories, if you've got other experiences that you want to share with us, 
you know how to reach us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr. We're all over everything, um, social media wise at Go Ahead Mama, and email us. We love to hear from people that want to share more. If you have suggestions, so yeah, just let us know what your experiences have been, and we will be back with more stories from women about their experience of going back to work um, within the twelve weeks and longer. Yeah, and in the meantime, we'll be posting. Um, all kinds of great stuff on maternity leave, um, on what you can do to help, and uh, different different perspectives and aspects of the situation on our Facebook page. So keep coming back for more good stuff, and always share you know anything interesting you found or anything that happened to you. Like we want to hear about it. All right. Well, until then, go ahead, Mama. Thanks, Mamas. Danielle and Kate got some baby advice for you.